From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MVW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Wednesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio this morning. Not this morning, it is afternoon. It is 12.26 as we are hitting the record button, habits and whatnot. They get it's morning on the Pacific West Coast. Uh, Still morning. They're, yeah, Still they're morning. starting brunch over there. Well, you could go in places. and I guess you could have brunch outside, but nonetheless. They're, actually, California's pretty locked down right now, aren't they? Pretty yeah. locked down. Yeah, so maybe brunch is off the table. They just Sorry, started guys. wearing masks. I don't know if you heard. Actually, they've been wearing them a long time, haven't they? They were the first ones, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. I'm just um, playing. I'm all for a mask. Put your mask on. Wear your mask. Not doing a mask show today. Just don't do your mask like this. That doesn't help anything. Well, it helps halfway, right? It's 50% protection because it covers your mouth, not your... I guess. Okay. But, you know, you, you've got to pretty much cover the whole thing. He only had his mouth covered for those not having ESPN 8 for our, uh, our show You today. have to have the whole... So, we will talk about some stuff today. I don't know. There's a little news out there. We'll get to it in one minute. We did that tell you about the Oxford X sign, all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi. Not just the Speed Pass Plus app. We've been telling you about Speed Pass Plus app for a while, and you should uh, you should take advantage of that because that's an easy way to uh, stay as safe as possible pumping gas because you uh, don't have to touch much of anything. You stay away from the card reader, pay right there on the pump. But if you do have to touch some different things, including uh, including the pump, which is kind of necessary to touch, they have uh, those little plastic things to protect your hands to yes. uh, try to uh, make it as safe as possible. Again, Blue Sky, Oxford Exxon, all those locations there in Mississippi. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. Even before the pandemic, I didn't like touching gas pumps. I never even thought about it. Really? Yeah. Now, I this is one of the ways, you know, like, I mean, I'm... I'm careful. I'm, I'm not stupid by any means. But even when early on, the card readers freaked me out. I would keep mm. Q-tips in my car to touch the card reader. I wouldn't use my fingers. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I would. I would keep things in my car to punch in my 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 codes. Huh. My pen. Yeah, I was. I was really freaked out by the by the card reader early on. I understand that. That's one thing that will be forever changed. You'll always think about touching At least gas think about pumps it. and stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, go, go ahead. We'll talk All right, about Clark it. Yeah. Ford. <laughs> Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Um, it's right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, and the rest is up to you. 662-257-1900. Guest, join us. On the Rafters Music and Food Hotline, talked to Hudson Chadwick just yesterday. Rafters on the Water is open. Basically, it's a big party out there. It's a lot of fun. Uh, live music on the weekends. Uh, they've got uh, drink specials. Uh, they've got great food, shrimp, burgers, uh, po' boys, all of that stuff. It's just a lot of fun. They've um, been super busy. Uh, you can They have curbside available as well. That's out there at Rafters. Wednesdays through Sundays, rafters uh, on the uh, on the water at Sardis. All right, what were you saying that I've had something and I stopped and now I don't remember what we're talking about? 
Oh, we were just talking about how we we uh will. Oh, ever change? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, was, I was I was talking to a friend, and it's funny. Even and I noticed it too. So we we I've tied it in a couple different ways. Whether it be books, uh, it, it's mentioned, or I went home the other day. I was working, doing some stuff, and because we had been talking about it, I put for love with the game on in the background. Uh huh. And I'm watching and kind of remember some scenes and like just kind of paying attention, but I've seen it 7,000 times. So I'm not necessarily hanging every word, but I look up and it's really early in the movie when the tigers are coming through the airport going onto the plane. So and very beginning of the movie, very beginning, like first five minutes. And there is this weird sensation of no mask. They're really crowded together. And you're like, you know, but you're just kind of looking at it and you kind of go, Oh, Oh, okay, idiot. That was from yeah. two, 1999 or 2002 or whenever this movie was made. Not right now. It's not 2020. But I am. I'm noticing that in books. I'm noticing that in on TV and in movies. Sure. I'm expecting this pandemic type activity that makes no sense whatsoever. When you but and you realize it in half a second. But there is a half second where it does not click for you all the way. So I don't know. It's it, it's an interesting deal for me. Well, I've told you that when I watch like an old NBA game or something, and you see all the you notice all the hand high fives and stuff it takes you a minute to realize that hey, it was, was back in a different time not today it's okay don't don't judge magic johnson for this uh let's see a couple different things in the uh in the thread baseball movie mount rushmore question from zach for love of the games on it bull durham's on it so half of it is is, is kevin costner movies um yeah um those two for sure. I like, okay, what are I we like, doing? Are we doing best movies or are we doing watchability? Because those are two completely different Entertaining things. movies. I think for me, the rest of them is The Natural and Major League. Okay, Major League, yes. So we got three out of the way. I, I'll i be honest, The Natural doesn't do much for me. Yeah. I, it, I, it, just, it just doesn't. I like Redford. He, I, I thought he was good in that movie. It really does not do much. Um from a watchability standpoint, even though I know it's well done, Moneyball does not is not going to be up there no. for me. I'll tell you what is good is Forty Two. Forty Two is good. It's 42 not a, it's good. not much of a, a baseball movie per se, but it's a gives you a glimpse into what Jackie Robinson dealt with. Um, maybe the original Bad Bad News Bears. Honestly, that's got to be at least up yeah, there. I laugh yeah, with Buttermaker I, and all that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Mark, Mark said so in the in the stream. I don't have a problem with that. That's at least. It's at least a possibility as we're uh, as, as we're talking through them. Um, it's it's a kind of a it's a little bit of a tearjerker. Well, it's not a little bit. It's a tearjerker. But as I mentioned, "Bang the Drum Slowly" is a great movie. But yeah. you better be in the mood for uh, for for that one. Sixty um, One's fine. I'm just kind of running yeah, through some baseball it's, movies. It's okay. Um, it. I tell you what, the Sandlot holds up. Yeah. It was on the other day, yeah. and Carly Ann was kind of sort of watching it, and I was like, you know no, what? Just to laugh and get through an hour and a half with some sentimentality, yeah. it's, there's nothing wrong with it at all. Eight Men Out is good. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Cobb, really good movie. Yeah, Cobb, Cobb, is, is, good. Cobb is good. Cobb's a, Tommy Lee Jones does a hell of a job he does. In, in Cobb. Ty Cobb wasn't the nicest guy in the world. That actually might be up there now that I think about it. What do you do with the League of Their Own? Very watchable. Very movie. movie. Solid movie. I don't think it makes my top four, but... No, but it's very good. It's a little more of a rewatchable than I maybe give it credit for because no matter where it is in it, I will typically stick with it for 10 minutes. It's not, I'm never going to probably finish the movie, but I will stop clicking for a second and, and, and kind of go through it. Or I guess I'll hit the enter button now because I don't have cable, so you don't really click. Madonna's solid in that it. movie, by the way. She did no problems. She did a good job. Yeah. 
I mean, we, we've had this conversation because people get mad at me because I say she dropped the ball on purpose, but um, I still contend. She oh yeah, yeah, Dottie dropped the ball, yeah, on, purpose. Dropped the ball yeah. on purpose. Yeah, she was. She let Kit win. Yeah, the whole movie is about her not able to dream. Like you, a Dottie guy or a Kit guy? It's kind of a Ginger Marianne sort of a thing. I'm Dottie all day. <laughs> I keep wanting to say Dottie, but I'll be honest, kind of not. I, I don't know. There's, there's there's a certain kit thing that but I'm, I, I, I just a, couldn't quite I'm a ginger there. guy more than I am Marianne, I think. You know, see, I'm more Marianne. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Ginger's got some heat. <laughs> it's such a lucky boat. I mean, all those people ended up on the no. same boat, the same tour. It wasn't like it wasn't just it wasn't just John from down the street and Jack the plumber or whatever. I mean, it was it was, it was some dudes on it wasn't that some boat. family of seven with no, yeah, no, no, no. no, it was good. They get off the island and by God, they get stuck on it again. Yeah, and the, the million of ways that they get an opportunity to leave and they don't. It's just bizarre. Um. um uh, the rookie is a little too Disney for me. Um, I know it's good, it's oh. fine, but I just. Do you see Life's Take here? No, what? Stealing Home, most depressing baseball movie ever, and it is absolutely <laughs> the worst. That's Mark Harmon. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> his dad dies, and it's the it's mom a tough one. Brutal. It's it's the it's the baseball version, baseball movie version of Beaches. I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's it's yeah. It, it's up there. It, what it is it? It's the that and bang the drum slowly are the two most depressing baseball movies there are. I think those would that might be too. true. Yeah. Um, let's see. Why am I stuck with the Man City game on Tottenham's playing right now? And I think it's nothing, nothing or nil, nil. I should say nil, nil. Yeah, I can't find it on Directv. What do you think? The very first bad news bears. What do you think critics gave it? I've got a Rotten Tomatoes score here. Uh, that's not the one where they went to Houston, right? That's the one where they... It's the very first one where Kelly they... Kelly on the motorcycle. Yeah, they put the team together and they play the the little Yankees or whatever in the champions yeah, or whatever. Chico's yeah, Bell yeah. Bonds. Um, what do you think they did? I, I would think they gave it a fairly average score. Uh, 45 critics. 97. No way. 97. Walter Matthau is terrific in that movie. The Bad News Bears is rude, profane, and cynical, but shot through with honest, unforced humor and held together by a deft, understated performance from Walter Matthau. 97. Yeah. He's fantastic in that movie. He is awesome. Yeah. Uh, Moneyball gets 94. I don't think we've ever done that one before on uh -huh. here. Um, just kind of running through some of the ones from... My deal with the movie Moneyball is after reading the book, it paled in comparison to the book, which is often the case. The book was really good. Welcome to books and movies Bo and the way books that are all Yeah, great books are always better than the movie. Yeah. 42, get 80%. Feels a little low. Especially given that critics typically would give that type of subject matter a higher score. Yeah. You usually can add about 10 points for social issues in general, not black-white, yeah. just in no, general. No, no, no. Well, and that was just such a hard story to tell in two hours. Yeah. The fascinating story with Jackie Robinson is how he was picked because he was the one guy that perhaps had the mentality to withstand the abuse that they knew he was going to take. I've told Carson the trip that I want to make, and we're going to do it, by God, if next summer is – anything resembling normal and I still have a job. Where are you going? I want to do the trip where you go to Kansas City and go to the Negro League Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm told it's fantastic. And 
Mm-hmm. I've gone down the Josh Gibson rabbit hole a little bit in the past couple months. Mm-hmm. Maybe the greatest baseball player ever. Metrically. Yeah. But didn't have they? They did not believe that he had the mentality to withstand the abuse that was coming. Really? Yeah, and it just destroyed him that he didn't get to play. Um, Hardball is a very watchable movie. Zach says he's right; it's very watchable. Hardball. Keanu Reeves with the inner city baseball team. I've not seen that one. It's it's, it's good. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it's it's actually, it's worth a watch. Hardball's worth a watch. There's a there's no doubt about that. Uh, let's see here. Just a couple of days. We'll move on. I mean, Someone asked a minute ago about uh, the commitment that Ole Miss got Trey Washington. Yep. I don't know much about him. There's two stories up on rebelgrove.com. Um, we've got the breaking story from Chad Simmons where he has quotes from Trey Washington. And then uh, Zach Barry had a uh, analysis kind of piece ready to go as well. So Lots of coverage about his commitment. I know the program that he played at Hewitt Trustful, where he plays now, is a really strong program in uh, suburban Birmingham. Um, he had a bunch of offers. I, I just don't know anything about him. I could sit here and BS you and do like some recruiting people do and pretend to have watched tons of film of this kid. I haven't. So I don't know. But Zach and I are taping a uh, soft verbal tomorrow, so we'll talk about Trey Washington, and I'll get Zach's breakdown. Rotten Tomatoes, the natural. Oh, I would guess not good. Although they love Redford typically, Rotten Tomatoes does. I'll guess they give him a 72. 82. 82. Yeah. Just quickly. You're okay. You got stuff going on. Yeah. Everybody all right? I think so. Yeah, okay. um, 82% on The Natural says, though, though heavy with sentiment, The Natural is an ir- irresistible classic and a s- sincere testament to America's national pastime. It's fair. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. It's very, it's fair. very fair. That's um, Redford's prime, too. How old was Robert Redford during that movie? It was 1984. So, I mean, if somebody would like to help, that's fine, but. I mean, Robert Redford's one of those guys that you got to admit as a guy. I mean, dude's pretty good looking. 83, and he was. this is a year after I was born. So, 30, 83 minus 35, essentially. He was 48-ish. Yeah. He pulled off a baseball uniform pretty well in his late 40s. Kind, of a, him, kind of a guy's guy, Robert Redford. Yeah. I mean, he's – I mean, yeah. When he got in line, God just was like, here, have Here's it in, all of it. Have it in abundance. Some looks, some talent, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. stuff. Charisma. Yeah. Intelligence. The guy behind him was like, there's nothing left for me. The guy behind him is is Bob the plumber. Yeah, there's no doubt. God had to restock for a minute. So it did like just, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a, a group passed through before we got back yeah. to that cat. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> God was reaching deep into the bag. There's not much in here right now. Uh. <laughs> Robert Redford. Yeah, I mean, even even at like 78, he does not look 78. Or, you know, like I'm looking at a picture from like yeah, five years ago. Yeah, no, he he did okay. Married twice. Married from 58 to 85, got divorced and got remarried in 09. Really? So he got remarried 11 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Four kids. Anyway, I, okay. I don't know. Yeah, that was our. We're we look. We we do some stupid stuff around here. It is what it is. 
Uh, we've done most of these movies. Just see if there's anything else. League of Their Own. When we haven't done that one. Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, you? I would think extremely high. 90, 94, 95. 78. That's crazy. 78. Says sentimental and light, but still but still thoroughly charming. A League of Their Own is buoyed by um, solid performances from a wonderful cast. So good good review, but 78% oh. is, uh, is on that one. Uh, let's see. Audience gave it an 84. Yeah. Um, looking for a negative review to see what even people have. Um, a strong movie. Yeah, it's it's got a couple of negative reviews in here from time to time. Um, anyway, okay. So a few minutes left in uh, in this segment. If nothing else, uh, nothing college related, but some good news on the high school front. Mississippi yeah. says that they are going to uh, they're going to play football. That they are going to start practice on August the seventeenth. They're going to lose two weeks of the regular season, and then the regular season will begin September fourth, somewhere in that uh, that range. Um, so they'll play whatever the regular schedule is beginning with week three is the way that Mississippi is doing it. So no rescheduling of week one and two. You just lose those games. Those aren't division games. It doesn't hurt anything, and you move forward. And as of right now, they are planning on a normal playoff season, That, is, as far as I'm aware. Thrilled for the kids. It's my reaction. It's good news. Thrilled for the kids. Just happy for the kids. All of them. I can tell you that was met with – Tremendous excitement and relief in my house. Oh, really? So I can't imagine what it was met with for kids who play and want to play, and and uh, it's a big part of their lives. And it works out fine. They can start practicing August the seventeenth. They can play that first week, September the fourth, and you know they'll play a a lot of teams will play seven games instead of whatever, and that's okay. I guess eight instead of ten. Eight instead of ten, and that's yeah. that's okay. They'll have playoffs, and hopefully. If 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 you're not cheering for all of the kids this year, shame on you. <clears throat> I mean, if you're who's y'all's big rival? Who's Hatley's big rival? It's football, Neil. They've made the playoffs one time in my life or ever. Um, I, it's technically Smithville, but they win like once every twenty five years or something. Yeah. Like it's it's well, not it's it's hammer and nails. If you're Oxford. You're cheering for Lafayette. Yeah. If you're Lafayette, you're cheering for Oxford. This is good news. You want you want to you want the kids to play. Uh, Webb. Uh, gave us a super chat. Webb, as always, man, really appreciate you. He says he just got into the chat and the show. What are your thoughts on Tommy Tuberville winning the Alabama primary? As somebody <laughs> said on Twitter, hey, had you come down whenever and said, told a bunch of Alabama or Auburn fans or Alabama fans or whatever, hey, um, you're going to vote for Tuberville for Senate because Donald Trump told you to. <laughs> In like 2006. <laughs> Go, what? what? You say, wait, what? Yeah, the, the, when you tell those people in 2006, the pandemic would not be the strangest thing they, that they, they've heard that day. I mean, so, because he, look, he's going to win. He's going to destroy the other the, the Democrat in, 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 in November. Because I, mean, I mean, Doug Jones barely beat Roy Moore. Some of the Democratic Party tweets attacking Tuberville have been hilarious. Yes, that is true. They've been great. Lost to Vanderbilt. <laughs> 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 They've been good, oh, but he's gonna roll. Yeah, he's Tubbs is headed to Washington. Tommy Tuberville is going to be a United States senator. As someone who covered Tommy Tuberville for six years, yeah, like what level of shock? Like, because he never came off to me like. Occasionally, you run into a coach who goes, "Okay, if he does something else later, I'll get it." I never felt like that with Tubbs. 
he and I had a really complicated relationship. Um, I like I like Tommy a lot. Um, I knew he was political. I knew he was conservative. I knew he was careful about letting people know just how conservative he was because of the job that he had. Um, I don't know, Chase. Not 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 stunned. Not stunned. Just I'm not shocked he won at all. Oh no no no! I'm not surprised that he won. I, I did think it was hilarious last night that he did lose Tuscaloosa. <laughs> <laughs> the way that he lost it. Because he didn't lose many counties at all. I mean, he pretty much no, swept the state. Yeah, he lost a little bit in Huntsville, and he lost somewhere around. He lost a little in Huntsville? Okay. Yeah, he lost some up in North Alabama. But he did But he did really well across the state. He won Birmingham. He won Montgomery. He won Mobile. Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty funny. Tommy Tuberville, United States Senator. Sure. I mean, he will be the one out of the 100 senators. He will be the one that I'll be able to say, yeah, I know that dude. You have an in. I mean, I don't think I'd have an in. I don't think I'd be able to get any, any points or anything, but I'd be able to say, yeah, I know that dude. His, I know Tommy pretty well. He was not an omen when his bus caught on fire last week. He did, in fact, roll through the, uh, the, 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 the primary. So. Leif wanted to know if Tommy canceled a practice for me one time. No, he didn't cancel it, but he let me know precisely when it was going to end. And stuck to the number? And stuck to the number so that I could get out of there. Is it Houston or Hugh that would run so late on practice? Both, but Hugh, both was, bad Hugh was bad about it. Was it Hugh? My favorite Tommy Tuberville story in practice was uh, it was a preseason camp. It was 2000. It was the 2000 season. Okay. And uh, we had had a miscarriage that – Laura had had a miscarriage, but I, mean, I, I assume it was mine. Um, we had had a miscarriage in June, and uh, this was August of uh, of 2000. And I had taken that, I think, much much more, much harder than Laura had. And so it was – we were at, I was at camp, and that was back in the days when the Mobile Register would send me up to Auburn – and man, I was just there for August. I mean, I'd, I'd go home like two days, maybe at some point in August to write. But for the most part, I was just covering. We covered every practice, morning and afternoon. Funny how it's changed, hadn't it, in twenty years? But uh, just wrote and wrote and wrote. And we worked on these massive tabs that I would just go to my hotel room and write and write and write and write and write and write. And it's a Friday afternoon. They had a scrimmage the next day. And so I knew it wasn't going to be a real long practice. And as Tuberville was apt to do, he would come over and talk to writers and just stay there. Because he was a deferred. Noel Mazzoni ran his offense, and I guess at the time, John Lovett maybe was the defensive coordinator. I don't know. Whoever the defensive coordinator was was running the defense. And he let him. He was a pass-out assignments and let him go kind of a guy and um laura had called and she said what time's practice over and i'm like i don't know i had no idea she was going to come up and i said i have i have absolutely no idea and tuberville standing there and uh 
I said, what time's practice over? And he's like, who wants to know? And I said, my wife. And he said, why? And so I said, why do you want to know? And she goes, I'm ovulating. I'm coming up. And so I said, she's ovulating. <laughs> and Tommy knew about the miscarriage. Okay. And, and he goes, oh, we're going to be done like 715. I'll go ahead and give you your quotes, whatever you need. <laughs> and so I did. I mean, I, I basically got post-practice quotes with 30 minutes left in practice, left, wrote it, went to Mellow Mushroom, got a pizza and some beer, and went to the hotel. That was helpful. For there Tommy. aren't many coaches who would – be that way and that's very 20 years ago or whatever too. oh yeah that's yeah. that's that, that, that's 20 years ago yeah that's, that's yeah. not 2020 yeah so it was that's that's my favorite terrible <clears throat> story he got mad at me a number of times i really ripped him in 99 when Ole Miss came up there and won and uh Ole Miss you ripped won. him in year one I ripped what what he said. He went up there and he got he was mad and he got in that press conference ten minutes, five minutes after the game was over, and he was pissed. If you remember Ole Miss brought twenty thousand people over there and they celebrated like they had won the Super Bowl. And he was pissed. And uh he he got in there and said, I bet you a dime to a donut or whatever, they won't take that many people to South Carolina. And you're like, oh, come And what I wrote the next Thursday, I had yeah, to write a yeah. column every week, and I hated the damn column. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I would try to write something so bad that they'd kill my column because I didn't want to write it, was if you're going to get that worked up over an Ole Miss game, you're not going to make it long here because Georgia and Alabama loom on the schedule, and those are the games you need to save your emotions for because those are the games that get you fired. And he was pissed off when he saw me after I'd written it. He goes, you just had to do it, right? You just had to take the old Miss shot. I'm like, it wasn't an old Miss shot. You clearly didn't read it. And so we had this discussion, and after a few minutes, he was like, yeah, you're kind of right. Didn't really read it. I, his freshman gave it to him? Yeah, his freshman. Well, what he, he finally admitted, you're right. I let it get to me. I can't do that. And I knew that next year when they went to Oxford, I knew Auburn was going to be really tough to beat that day. And when he beat Ole Miss that day, that game, after that, that game just became the Ole Miss game. It was no longer super personal to him. Yeah. We'll uh, continue in one second. I'll tell you about community mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Settle County, and Chattanooga. Underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. They're getting local underwriting. Understand your market. Leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. We're also brought to you by the law firm of Bain, Moss, and Bowen, PLLC. They're located in historic downtown Corinth. Their firm practices a wider range of law from DUI defense to car wrecks to representing government entities. Bain, Moss, and Bowen, PLLC, is the only firm in Mississippi made up of a sitting state legislator, a former assistant district attorney, and a former circuit judge. Their experience is unmatched in that regard. And you can tap into it by visiting them at 618 East Waldron Street in Corinth or by calling them at 662-287-1620. That is Bain, Moss, and Bowen, PLLC. My uh, notebook is, not my notebook, my mailbag is up. I was thinking about notebooks. My mailbag is up. It is brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo, she sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. You can reach her at 662-567-2573 or at 
four. We're also brought to you by Bluff City Advisory Group, dedicated to building the future you desire, founded in Memphis in 2019. Their team is comprised of established and seasoned financial experts who came together to serve individuals and families of their beloved hometown. They provide quality advice, experience, and access to all their clients, and they invite an open dialogue beyond your annual review. Bluff City believes that everyone deserves financial security. No matter your level of wealth or financial goal, they will serve as an advocate and guide to grow a portfolio that is fruitful and sustainable for you. 901-365-3447 or Ben, B-E-N, at BluffCityAdvisory.com. And we're brought to you by Oxford University Bank, OUB, locally owned and operated right here in Oxford. When you deposit money at OUB, that money and the vast majority of the bank's profits go right back into the Oxford community. OUB offers its customers a commercial checking account, now paying 1% interest as long as you keep $10,000 in the account. It comes with fully interactive, interactive online banking. They also can set up any local business to deposit checks from their office and not have to worry with coming to the bank daily to deposit those checks. To learn more, go to liveoxfordbankoxford.com or call 662-234-6668. OUB is FDIC insured. So I'll run through this real quick. Uh, there's a thread with a much more lengthy explanation about it on the site. Um, the Division One Council is going to pass a rule to, um, in their minds, help a lot of teams with uh, partial scholarship sports. It's actually not, but that's what they say. Um, baseball being the main sport that will be affected by this as far as fan interest. Um, I'm sure softball and some other sports will be affected as well. Um, but it came out yesterday, Kendall Rogers reporting it, and – the way he tweeted it, it read that, oh, this is a huge scholarship thing. This is going to change the game. This is going to do all these different things. And, I look, they're all my friends, but let me kind of throw something about this. <laughs> National College baseball writers need the coaches. Yeah. They need the teams. Yeah. They're not going to go negative, and I think this is a huge part of it. And, I, I mean, obviously I'm a pretty big college baseball person. Um, I think they believe it, it – it, decreases the legitimacy of their job or profession if they point out all the ways that things are not equal across the board in college baseball. I think that's one of the reasons they avoid it. They don't want to piss off some coaches. They don't want to do different things. But I think there's also a part of, hey, if we really lay out how complicated and weird this sport is, it there's a certain illegitimate angle, I think, toward, toward the profession a little bit as well because it's incredibly complicated um, in a number of ways. So... His tweet um, here says, where is it? Da, da, da. Hold on, I'll find it in a second. It says, um, he's tweeted a little bit. Let's see. Division One Council expected to vote Wednesday on a measure that will allow schools to stack need-based merit aid with athletic aid, but with only the athletic aid counting against 11.7. This would be significant news for many college baseball programs. Okay. So when everybody first heard that, they thought, oh, we can do what Vanderbilt does. And it's like, uh, well, actually, no, Vanderbilt's going to get to do what they do better is what this is going to mean. So, all right, let's explain this. Okay. The way state schools operate, Ole Miss, State, Arkansas, power programs, but the ones that aren't in that high-rent district of the Rice and the Stanford and the Vanderbilt and that kind of – Stanford, a little less, but whatever. Okay. Stanford has hard admission requirements, but they do have some ways to help the player if they're admitted. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So – 
the way it works is they're going to do most of their waivers through tu- through tuition, out of state waivers. It's going to fact it's going to focus on geography, right? Because you know Arkansas has done a hell of a job with bordering states. Mississippi State does out of state tuition waivers in Alabama and Tennessee a lot to get more out of state students. So when a kid from Texas goes to Arkansas to play baseball, yes. and he gets let's say he has a twenty six ACT. Mm-hmm. And so he gets 80% of his out-of-state tuition waived. That does not count as acad- as athletic aid. Not whatsoever. Okay. Um, no, that does not count. That is separate. That is something he gets because it's available to all students. Okay. It, 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 that's the catch in this. It has to be available. Whatever whatever you do has to be available to all students. Okay. So while Ole Miss is behind is Ole Miss makes a ton of money off out-of-state tuition. A lot of out-of-state students want to come to Ole Miss. Yeah. That's one of their big positives is we get a lot of money because we do this. So if Ole Miss said, hey, we're going to waive out-of-state tuition across the board, they would, in theory, see a decrease in money coming in school-wide because that t- knocks out a lot of out-of-state tuition money back to the university. Right. So because of that, they don't want to go, hey, we're not going to put something in place that's going to lose millions and millions of dollars to help the baseball team only or to help the golf team only or whatever. Take your pick on, on, on sport. Um but schools like Vanderbilt, Michigan, Stanford, Rice, I think those are probably some ones off the top of my head that don't necessarily rely on that part of this and, and location and geography to right. to build through. Sure. They put in financial um, aid, hardship aid, if you will, to build through their student body. So at Vanderbilt, as a student, let's say your parents make, and it's not a low bar. I mean, I don't, it might be like $150,000 or something. Like it's pretty high household income. Let's say your parents make $80,000. Well, let's say you fall under the threshold. Vanderbilt can give you money, tuition off, whatever, to come to school there based off this hardship waiver. Make sense? Yeah. So in the past, what Vanderbilt's done, the way they've recruited, and we'll just break down, here's exactly what they've done, is they, they, they have two piles, and they recruit from two piles. They have the kids that fall into this income bracket. They get them, give them a ton of hardship aid that's available to every student, nothing, whatever. Right. They don't give them any athletic aid. They just go, hey, here's a ton of scholarship. Here, you're on the baseball team, and you're a walk-on. Look at that. You don't count against the 11.7. Well, if you do enough of that, when the kid doesn't fall under the threshold, well, hey, I got 11.7. You know what? Here's a scholarship. I'll hand you one, and you one, and you one. The example I use, so Austin Martin, he went fifth overall to the Blue Jays in the draft. Pretty good player. Not too bad. That's a rule fifth. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's all right. So he was committed to Jacksonville, um, the Dolphins, okay. originally, Jacksonville University. Okay. And uh, he was committed to Jacksonville. He's from the area. And G- DJ Slivik, who was the um, Vanderbilt recruiting coordinator at the time, used to be the Yankees national cross-checker. Vanderbilt hired him from the Yankees. Now he's the head of amateur scouting for the Miami Marlins. I know okay. DJ a little I, bit. I know you're so, talking about. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's the head of that now. So he sees Austin Martin. He's like, you know what? Austin Martin's probably too good to play at Jacksonville. He probably could play at Vanderbilt. He falls into their income threshold, gets a whatever. Suddenly, Austin Martin is on a hell of a large scholarship. Doesn't count against the 11.7 at all. He's a walk-on. Pretty good walk-on you got on your program. So that's an example. Um, I'm not going to use the name just because it's a sensitive subject. They had a pitcher. Went the first round a few years ago. Parents got divorced. Dad made a ton of money. Was an attorney or something. Well, he was on his mother's income. Falls below this, free thing, gun. So that's where this is going to fall in line. Now, Vanderbilt, what they can do is, let's say a kid doesn't fit the 100% threshold for money, but they get 70%. 
So now you can give him a 30%. Give him a 30% baseball scholarship. He's on a full ride, and he only costs you 30% of the 11 point, of one 11.7. So Tim Corbin's job just got easier. I was talking to someone in college baseball last night, and I said, <laughs> so it's a really good day to be Tim Corbin. And he said, well, every day is a good day to be Tim Corbin. But, yes, today he, he, <laughs> he can pour the extra shot in his cocktail tonight. Uh, that's that, that, that's, so that's Tim Corbin's the rich guy who has every car who just stumbled across a new car that – he did not have already, and he was just handed it to him. Uh, Add this to the collection. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then we, we'll still get to Omaha, and the broadcasters will breathlessly go, I just don't understand. That little private school the little in engine that could, baby. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. So, look, could there be a couple scholarships in the school, in, in Ole Miss, that help? They get whatever. Sure. There's probably some little something that I'm not aware of. But is this some systemic change? It's not going to be a seismic shift no, in the landscape. No, no, no. Well, it, yeah, the rich got richer. Um, frankly, because they do a pretty good job anyway, I think a sleeping giant in this – Year over year, because they had a good year, but I think it would have fallen off. Rice. I think Michigan. Well, no, I'll get there in a second. I think Michigan stabilizes their program, okay. where they're just the king of the Big Ten for a while now and really good, nationally competitive. If you if you're buying stock, it's the Rice Owls. They were great under Wayne Graham. They had fallen off. And even last year, they had changed some admission requirements to already open up. Rice was already getting ready to be junior Vanderbilt, if you will, before this rule. Buy all your stock in Rice. They're about to blow up. I, okay. Rice is the program that's about to win in baseball again. Okay. Um, so, yeah, look, there probably is some stuff that I'm not aware of. I ask about a couple different scholarships. Some of that, though, is, again, at Ole Miss, you're, you're, I understand fans, they go, hey, just do it, just do it. Well, Ole Miss is not going to automatically hand the top accountancy scholarship to an athlete just because he plays baseball. Like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. still have to whatever. And I'm, like somebody said, well, there, there are some ethics involved. They play baseball year round. They they don't have the time or likely the service resumes that yeah. fit getting this level of scholarship. So, in theory, is it possible? Sure, but it's just not. It would be a really, really bad look. Yeah, I mean, it's it just, just not a At thing. the end of the day, you are an institution of higher learning. So, Although these days you're an institution of remote higher learning, and that's a – So anyway, uh, long story short, Vanderbilt – Still gonna be all right. Things are things are gonna work out for uh, for Mr. Corbin. And no, this is not gonna do some crazy shift. Because like I was talking to, and I don't blame anybody for asking the questions, but I I tweeted out last night, hey, yeah, this isn't what it is. And I'm a little surprised I didn't get some pushback. I kind of thought Kendall or somebody would try to come at me a little bit, but they didn't. Um, hey, deep down, no. And Brian Haydad, who covers Mississippi State, he was like, well, but can't this happen and this happen? I'm like, well, in theory, yes, but. No, like Ole Miss is not suddenly going to go, let me institute, institute a deal where if you make under $70,000 as a household, we'll give you free tuition. It's not happening. No. I because mean, it just you, it makes no economic you'd sense. You'd have to do that across the board. That's what I'm saying. And yeah, it makes no economic sense, especially right now. Um, now, look, I, now I will say this. If I'm Ole Miss, because of the pandemic, we've already got some enrollment problems around, I would bulk up on out-of-state tuition waivers. Right oh. now, I, like, and that's not even an athletics oh, thing. I'd take if it a helps long, athletics, great. But I would a long bulk look up. at what Arkansas is doing. Yeah, I would really buck up on that right now. I would. Um, it's one of the reasons that Arkansas has, as of right now, all the everybody's going to report to school, and it's all on campus learning. Most of the camp, most of the classes are in person. As of right now, they are. Yeah, it's, you and I talked about this a little bit. It's people say why? Well, when you're 
so much of your business comes from that bordering state program that they have, which I think is freaking brilliant. It it doesn't work. If- why do you think? Why do you think they were willing to give away so much out of state tuition money because they just weren't getting those kids anyway? I mean, because when it first started, there had to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when. To grow the school. There is trepidation when you first do that, obviously. I mean, I think if you look at that state, and again, I'm not an an expert on the state of Arkansas, but if you look at that state, you've got part of Little Rock that's pretty affluent, and you have Northwest Arkansas that is pretty affluent and and growing by the day, but the rest of the state is, you know, stereotypically Arkansas. If you're dependent on that state for the bulk of your school, bulk of your students i just don't know how how much you can really grow and all of a sudden now you're competitive to go get all those texas kids and whatever what they're also doing is they're building the hell out of their alumni network well it's exactly what they're doing they have huge alumni networks now in in kansas city and st louis and houston and dallas and uh, austin and san antonio and nashville memphis it's a lot of areas big ben's got a good point here in the thread what was the reason for this new rule they're going to hide behind, hey, anything to help any student athletes a positive in what we're going to do. I, I, I don't really understand why this rule makes any sense, though. I, there, there's nothing about it that made me feel like this is something that is needed right now. So why'd they um, do it? I don't know. Um, that council's got a couple people on it that fits those schools. I mean, I have no clue. I, I don't yeah. know who's on the council. I don't know who's not on the council. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's actually separating instead of bringing more parity. To, to things, if anything, um, you know, and look, there, I mean, we're talking about some outlier schools. Frankly, a lot of schools won't be impacted to that level at all. Um, Let me ask you this: Sure. Speaking of baseball, kind of transition into. I was listening to Greg Sankey today. When you came in, you heard it. The end of it. Greg Sankey was on Clay Travis's Outkick. The coverage is that what it's called? Uh, or Outkick? Outkick the show, right? Okay. Either way, whatever. I don't know. He was on his podcast. Yeah. And a lot of talk about, you know, uh, uh, the same conversation we always have. It is my opinion that if there's no football season and if we are still at a point with the virus where we have to socially distance come February, I don't know that college baseball gets off the ground next season. I hope there I'm There is wrong. no football? No football. This scenario? No football. Okay. Let's – I'm certainly hoping that this is is nothing more than an exercise in in um, just killing hi, a podcast hypotheticals. Yeah, sure. Because in case anybody wants to know, I'm cheering for absolutely everything and everyone right now. Um, but let's say I'm right. Okay. How many college baseball programs survive that? I know the SEC does. Having a year off. A com- well, in this case, it'd be a year and a half off. Yes. Okay. So here's the. I'll argue almost all have a reason. They don't make any money anyway. So you're actually, they don't draw enough fans to make enough money to where actually it's a revenue win because you're not paying for travel. You're not paying for game ops every day. You're not paying for losing anything else. Actually, you're just taking a lot of the money that's going out and pulling it back in. Now you could take that 11.7 scholarships and, and all the support that comes around it and get rid of it. Now you could, but my point being, I still, I still I think you're in better shape. Now, if you're cutting baseball at that point, you're cutting everything. Does that make sense? Well, yeah. It's nowhere near the first sport you're cutting. And let me make sure that so I'm I not. I guess that's the point. I'm not the 
I'm not the advocate for killing college baseball. Let me make sure that I'm on the record here. I'm just kind of engaging in a hypothetical debate on a random, uh, what is today, Wednesday, as we wait to see what the hell happens at the end of this month. Okay. That's where I'm coming from. In case anybody's starting to feel their blood pressure rise, just calm down. I'm with you. Um, I've never wanted to see a college baseball game more than today. So we're all we're all good. But you've already seen some programs go F it. There's a lot of there's a lot of programs out there. We don't know who they are, and the average person doesn't. That doesn't even fund the full eleven point seven anyway. Yeah, there's a lot that have six scholarships, seven scholarships, sure. whatever. It's so what I wonder is in a scenario where football doesn't happen. Well, here's what's funny is we always talk about this, and fans just assume every school has the limited cash. And you mentioned this. Hey, all those kids are going to come back. They don't have the scholarship money for that. When they go, hey, it's unlimited. All the kids can come back and have another year. The school goes, "Uh -uh. I don't have the, I don't, I don't have the money there. Wouldn't be able to feed them and stuff. I mean, just can't do all the stuff that comes with it. I guess back to my point is if there is a no football season. I mean, you saw the 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 letter from the Iowa State Athletics Director explaining why we really need football in the fall and here's why financially. But we're mostly talking about, I guess my point, back to it, unless I'm missing something, we're mostly talking about Power 5 schools because the lesser schools don't have those TV contracts or not necessarily bringing in the amount of money that would dictate this anyway. Right. And they're probably, I mean, I mean, look. If you're a Sunbelt school and you lose football and all of those paydays that come with going to get your ass kicked at Georgia – it's kind of hard to pay your yep. baseball coach. And now you're having to pare things down and you still have Title IX stuff and you want to keep football and you want to keep men's basketball. It's my opinion that those 11.7 baseball scholarships, because they're male scholarships, are suddenly on the chopping block. I mean, I think if, if, you're, if, if, if you're a men's track and field, men's tennis almost hesitate to do this because I have friends in the program now. Men's golf. <laughs> Those are you, you you're a little scared. Men's cross country. I mean if you're men's soccer, it's over. It's you got you got killed. You're done. But if you know, men's swimming. Those are all programs that I just I wonder how how much they make it, and that's eleven point seven scholarships that you can chop, a coaching staff that you can chop, facilities you don't have to maintain. I think, and I don't know. I mean, I, I should look this up. I'll, I'll I'll do a little homework for tomorrow's podcast because I right. can I can base it off Ole Miss's numbers a little bit to figure out other schools. I do figure out. I'm curious SEC wise, or you know, because. A lot of schools at this point have cut. I think Akron cut baseball. There's yeah. been some different places have cut baseball. Yeah. But for a lot of places, it was just like random Olympic sports, just stuff that you mm-hmm. haven't even thought about. I mean, like Stanford's cut squash. Okay, well, great. Yeah, yeah, sure. Whatever. Um, no offense to the squash players at, at Stanford. Um, I mean, we're not talking about women swimming or anything. Uh, but, but that almost felt like, hey, we have an excuse to do it. it Let's do it. Yeah, what's I said? I had a, I had a, a person who would know money-wise say, well, they didn't let a pandemic go to waste. Right. Um, point being, I don't know what the first major Olympic sport would be that would be like, is it tennis? Is it golf? Is it track to some point? Like, I, I am curious what financially would be the most in trouble if you do that. I mean, because in some ways, golf would be the scary one for everybody because they bring literally nothing back in. You have no fans. You have no whatever. Right. There's no way to bring revenue in. However, 
it's only five, six players. That's my point. It's only five, six players. I don't know that you're getting much out One of that. Coach, and maybe. frankly, they travel private through donations half the time, or yeah. somebody's got a plane. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, there's not, there's not some crazy overhead for men's golf that you go, "Hey, God, God if we cut golf, we are in business." I give you an example. I'm just, we're just talking. If I'm Missouri, and I lose football, and all the revenues that come with football, and I'm having to figure out how to make this work. I'm at least having that conversation. Hey, why aren't we doing baseball? We're not going to win. Yeah, the mid-majors, baseball makes a ton of sense because it's potentially 11.7 scholarships. Yeah. The travel is hell. I know. The Re- food is hell. Coaches. The upkeep on your just stadium and expenses what I'm and saying. all that kind of stuff. Now, now, now we're on the same page. And I, I don't want it to come to that. I just... It's one of the reasons I, that I, I guess not to cut you off. I guess that's my point, though. It's where not playing is the only feasible thing. Playing is what gets you killed. Yeah, yeah. Like taking the complete year off and going, oh, okay, yeah. We're gonna save your sport, but you can't play right now. Well, there's no doubt in my mind that's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. If there's no, I keep telling people yeah. this, even at Ole Miss, the risk of pissing people off right now. Ole Miss makes money in baseball. They do. But they make money in baseball because the stadium's packed. They get huge crowds. They have great fan support. People come out and they they all the stuff. We've talked about it. But if you were to tell Keith Carter today, hey, you can play baseball, but here's the deal. Now you can have 8,000 people or 9,000 people in the stadium. Typically, you can have 2,000 or less. All of a sudden, you go, this doesn't make money anymore. And we just lost football. That's when you go, we're not going to lose more money. We're just going to take the year off. So I think the SEC ends up taking the year off if that's what happens. If you tell me there's a scenario where there's no football, which subsequently means there's no basketball, I'm telling you, I don't think there's any baseball either. If I were Ole Miss, I would get that NCAA case subhead off my front page of my athletic site. I would too. That'd be gone. I'd be it's still sitting there. I wouldn't do that. So I'd, I don't know. I'd put it in a... Uh, uh, what's the shark's name? Tony the shark costume and send that thing into the ocean somewhere. <laughs> oh gosh. All right. Uh, did, we, you get much, did you get much pushback after I dropped my column and then went on vacation? Most, we'll get, we'll get there in a second. All right. we'll, 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 we'll go over that in a minute. Um, <laughs> before we do that, run it all the way out here, by the way, because we're at 50. Um, okay. All right. Anyway, tell you about Tyson Drugs and G&M Pharmacy. A new product, immune support med packs. Pharmacists develop a combination of vitamins and supplements specially, specifically designed to boost your immune system and lung health. It includes a 30-day supply of vitamin C, zinc, NAC, probiotic, and vitamin D3, which all work together to boost your immune system, lung health, GI regulation, and immune regulation as well. Pharmacists believe this is the best combination of OTC supplements to pair your body for dangerous viruses, stop by either Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs or GNM Pharmacy on South Lamar in Oxford. 662-236-2222. We're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. The thing that Orlando does, by the way, with the MLS where they have in the middle of the field above it where the seats would be, they have like Zoom screens and they're letting fans cheer during the game is unnerving to me. You don't like it? I, it's fine. It just, it's unnerving. You don't like it? Not really. Yeah. 
We're brought to you by Grenada Nissan. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. Just off Interstate 55 in Grenada, they have a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. And if you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, that's where you should go. Speaking of going, if you just want to go somewhere, get out, get away, I suggest you get in touch with John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Uh, he can hook you up. He knows what's open, what's not, where the deals are. He's part of Virtuoso. So what you do is give him a call, give him some parameters, give him a budget. He'll give you options, 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. We'll be taping a Mind on My Money podcast on Friday. We normally do it on Tuesday, but we had some guest issues, so we're taping on Friday. That is brought to you by Pinnacle Trust. Pinnacle Trust is also home to the Pinnacle Trust 401k advisory services team. When you call their advisory services team today, they'll conduct a complimentary, no obligation benchmarking and analysis of your current 401k plan. Mention that you heard about Pinnacle Trust on the Oxford Exxon podcast. You get 10% off your first year's fees. We're also brought to you by Blue Delta Jeans. They're excited to announce that on October the 16th, the Friday before the uh, Florida football game, we hope Blue Delta Jeans will be hosting the second annual Delta Cup tournament. Uh, it was a tournament that was won last season by uh, Parham and his group. We so, could bring the trophy in and just sit it right here on the camera for a little while. You should. Everybody, yeah, just, just, just sit it here on the table. Let everybody see it. What you should do. You still have it? It's it might be in a liquor store in town, but we'll find it. It's sitting somewhere, couple of places it might be. Um, right. Yeah, it's been it's been moved around a little over the last kind of like the Stanley like, Cup. It's had a life of its yeah, own. Yeah, it was it was it was it was behind the counter at Magnolia for a while, but I don't know. It's somewhere. We can run it down. Uh, it will be uh, tea times ten a.m. on October the sixteenth at Mossy Oak Golf Club. Registration fee includes green and cart fees, food and drinks on the course, as well as a new pair of Blue Delta jeans. Uh, the field be limited to 18 teams, so get it uh, signed up now. Email Tyler, T-Y-L-E-R, at BlueDeltaJeans.com. Reserve your spot. They'll see you on the course. We're also brought to you by Dead Soxy. The discounts are back at Dead Soxy. Use the promo code REBELGROVE at checkout. And get 30% off the best dress socks you've ever put on. That 30% on a pair of kid socks, uh, limited edition kid socks, for example, Get your pair of socks for under $5. You can't beat that. You're supporting us, and you're supporting one of our sponsors at the same time, deadsoxy.com. Um, that's it. Okay. Um, you done? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I'll be honest. I think most – a larger percentage agreed with you than I was inspecting, expecting. Yeah, I, I expected some uh, – you know, go go do something to yourself. I'm, and I didn't I, get those. I'm, I'm being serious here, though. Let me throw this at you. Being yeah. completely serious. Yeah. Because on its face, I agree with you. I think it makes a lot of sense, different things. And I can read from Wikipedia if I have to, but just go look it up. Take my word for it. Okay. The Great Mississippi Flood of 1927 has some pretty significant racial issues on how people were treated. Does that prevent you from being able to do this? Should or shouldn't is not my question. Does it throw it out? Well, I just read a Los Angeles Times column yesterday wanting to get rid of the Star Spangled Banner because it's... Well, we're not switching to lean on me today, I don't think, so... Good God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, we should really go back and read 1984 again, I feel like. Just, just, just... 
Somebody may have had a time machine. I, I haven't read that since like psych class in 2001 or something, yeah. but I might feel it. George Orwell's going, told you. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I was crazy yeah. back in the day. Yeah. You talk about some people owe me an apology. Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think that stops you from doing it. I don't. If it does, then we have, pardon the pun, jumped the shark to a point where there's just no there's no fixing it. I don't think so. I don't, okay, I'm just asking. I, I don't know. No, I don't know. I know. I, Zach and I read, didn't mention on the podcast, but both read about it last week at one point. And I was like, <sighs> it was almost that deal where I almost had a little, because I look, I, I'm just being really honest here. I think Rebels is in serious trouble. And maybe not the, hey, this year, but in the near future. Um, I do too. I do too. I didn't. I didn't write it. Yeah, I know. I'm. Well, I, I didn't mean, just. I wasn't. Well, I mean, just, you and I had a conversation with someone. We went, oh, yeah, one day. Yeah. Um, it was almost kind of disheartening because I thought you have a really good way to make this all work, and I went. It was just enough to kind of make me uneasy and go, "That might be a problem." That's where I'd have to have a conversation with the people who were detractors, where I said, "You, you want." Rebel's gone. You can make the argument that that's justified. Give me a break. It's probably my argument would be give me a break. Because Ole Miss is going to get some real pushback on something like Rebels. Where I I can tell you that the hill that they 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 can't do anything but die on is the old Miss. You, they, you just can't. You got to go tell there. everybody. Nope, 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 nope not nope. doing it. The Atlanta Braves the other day. We're, we're going to be the Braves. Like it or leave it. We're not going to talk about it. We're done. We're done. Do what you want. It well, they did the smart thing. Give them credit. They were, we haven't talked about this. They were proactive. They came out and said, you know what? We're going to talk about the chop. Chop's offensive. Some people don't like it. We get it. Kind of hard to defend it, but we're the Braves. We've been the Braves. We were the Boston Braves. We were the Milwaukee Braves, and we're now the Atlanta Braves, and by God, we're going to be the Braves. Were they the Milwaukee Braves? Yeah. Yeah. Boston Braves. Right? Yeah. Boston Braves, Milwaukee Braves, Atlanta Braves. Yeah. We're going to be the Braves. The end. did not Babe Ruth's last game was Boston Braves? For some reason, that sounds right. Yeah, because, I mean, they were the Milwaukee Braves with, I mean, fairly known players from their, their franchise. Um, I, I, I would, if it's me, I'd do something like that. I do. I'd probably get ahead of it, but I'm, I don't know. I think in this environment, the more reactive you are, the more you lose. The more proactive you are, the more you're able to set your own agenda. And the people that say, well, they, meaning the, the the people who are upset about it, will never stop. They'll keep wanting more. There's no doubt about that. But if you if you say, okay, here's your inch. We're not giving you a foot. Or we're giving you a foot, we're not giving you a yard. Or we're giving you a yard, but we're not giving you a whatever. Here's the rule. This is the deal. This, here's here it is. Here's how far we're going. Take it or and leave. That's it. it. We're done. Yeah, we're done. 
this is the hill we'll die on. You can there can be it has to be a non discussion. Ole Miss cannot go. It has to stay. Period. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I don't think Ole Miss could have. I don't think the institution they could not afford to change branding right now. Well, I don't think they could afford the fallout that would come with it, a, a brand change of that magnitude. Oh, you're now. I think you could do rebels and you'd get some pushback, but for the most part, I think people would move on. I thought my column, which I started off writing it somewhat tongue in cheek, ended up being pretty good. I thought I made a fairly compelling case. I I've got no issues. And I don't mind sharks. I I, I do I, hate, think, I do hate land sharks. It it to me it feels like a, a, a And you can just throw a class a on every jersey team. for the most part. Yeah, sure. Cool. It's fine. Sure. Whatever. Well, use all already, the M's. You, you, yeah, use you, you yeah. You've got all sorts of brands you can use. I mean, I've them. always thought not as a primary thing. I'm not I'm I'm fully supporting Ole Miss staying forever. I always thought completely avoiding Mississippi was kind of weird. Like I would have a jerk, I would have a uniform with Mississippi across the front. You are the flagship school in the state. That doesn't mean get rid of Ole Miss, and it doesn't affect your branding. But they've been very outward about not liking that. Like the if you, media thing has an X through it. Yeah, we get a thing every year or every week. It has an X through Mississippi. No, that's not what we are. I'm not saying be called by it. I'm not saying, hey, AP, call us. We're glad you call us Mississippi because you do it every time on first reference. But I would at least have an alternate uniform with Mississippi on it. Just one. Yeah. I think it'd look pretty cool on a basketball uniform, honestly. That's what I'd do. So, anyway. Nobody asked me. I don't have Michael Thompson's job, but... We would have gotten a fluffy shark, not an athletic shark. Uh, we definitely would have gotten fluff- a fluffy shark. I would have called the San Jose Sharks and said, so uh, I'm curious where you got that. We need one. What if you can He's a it? hammerhead, I think. Yeah, whatever. You don't care. No, we're just fluffy. <laughs> catfish now. I like the idea of a catfish, frankly. People go, oh, you're going to be the fried catfish. It's like, well, every time somebody plays Arkansas, it's a pig roast. And nobody cares. I mean, if you're getting worked up at stuff like that, man, you need to take a break. Well, I do. It always this always weird me out. Though, though, did you notice how even like Ole Miss does it? Like when Ole Miss plays Arkansas, we get barbecue in the press box, and I never really understand it. It's like. <laughs> can you just give us some turkey sandwiches. Like, <laughs> and nobody up here cares. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah, I always kind of. It was always themed. Like you play LSU and it's like jambalaya. It's like yeah. those people don't want to eat your jambalaya. <laughs> no, they didn't come up here. Their jambalaya is better than yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, because like if every school do that, like the Arkansas media is going, God, barbecue again. What yeah, no. <laughs> to Vanderbilt would get barbecue? Got all of us would get barbecue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's because it really, you're offending them. It was like Wally Hall was like, damn it. <laughs> How dare you roast a pig before? I mean, come on. No, I don't. We don't want them to be the Ole Miss catfish. We just want no. catfish as a mascot. No, it's the flood. Yeah, the flood. I would have you be the Ole Miss flood, and your mascot would be a catfish. It's kind of like Alabama's the Crimson Tide, and they have Big Al the elephant. I'd run a catfish out there. I'd call that some bitch muddy or something, and and you know, I'd make him about a cartoon. About, I know it's different, but there are some things. That, I mean, Tulane didn't change from the wave after Katrina. I mm-hmm. mean, there's still water. Yeah. Um. Now that you mention that, I'm a little little offended. I'm kidding. 
was it the well they did a good job marketing that wave lately the on their right. helmets and stuff yeah, oh no they're they, their helmets they're are, pretty no they're sweet they do a really good baseball uniform with the with the the i the pelican or whatever on mm-hmm. their on their bat it's kind of like a cardinals thing but it's their so i mean they, they have it's a, really good they've kind of ex- i'm telling you there's a way to go there's a path you can take create a revenue stream stream see Looking river you. stream there yeah. you go <clears throat> i'm for it i'm i'm i have no, I, I i don't have any <laughs> issue with that i mean if Ole Miss was leaving, I'd be really bothered. Rebels, the, I mean, okay, they can't. Um, well, they can't. They can't back off Ole Miss. They, they, it's too much money's invested. Too much emotional capital no, is mean, invested. When it comes to that, you got to be the NRA. Nope, yeah, you nope, got nope, 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 nope. Which nope, is nope, what nope, was nope. why I wrote what I wrote, which is say, hey, look, we're doing this, but in the same release, I would say we're not doing this. This is something we're not going to do. And in that release, the words Ole Miss would probably be in the release. Somewhere around 150 times. It would be so obvious that I was doing It's written it. in like third person. Like, Ole Miss is, Ole Miss yes, is, Ole over Miss and over is. and over. It would be when I said, this is, we're not moving here. But it's hard to, it's hard before all of this, it's hard to defend Rebels. It got brought up on ESPN just the other day. It's hard to, and I'm not making ESPN the, 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 the agenda setter because I think they've, they've, They've so far overshot their mark that they're going to have a hard time recovering as a network. But it's hard to defend it. If someone says, make the defense. If if you're on the debate and you have to win the debate, you want to be the guy that's defending Rebels or the guy not defending, a guy attacking Rebels? Well, yeah, you want to attack. Man, you would want to attack it. I've realized I just don't get bothered by much. Um, No. I just don't care. No. Um, It's not criticism for anyone that Oh, I'm, I'm the same way. Would be, but um, but I would look at it and say I can't really market rebels long term. I could market flood. You certainly, I mean, the people Ole Miss got to a point where they couldn't market the the colonel anymore, obviously, and then they did the bear and they chose not to market him, and now you've got this horrific mascot that's unmarketable. I just look at it as a reason to go. Hey, let's. Let's, let's do it right. Let's do it now. Have some fun with it. Pass that along. Oh, I've I've written it. I think the fact that I wrote it might have doomed it, but uh, I should have written it and just put your name on it. Might have gotten it done. <laughs> Hell, it might have been done today. Be one of the life's great mysteries. People say, you know, Chase Parr. I'm like, did you know there's a rumor that it was really <laughs> Neil that wrote that? <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> it was a I worked for a small weekly paper it was I guess it was which one did it I'm, I'm, I'm not hiding the names it didn't matter but I, don't, I worked for several when I was in high school and college I don't remember which one did it they had three of the people in their newsroom that would combine on stories and when they did it instead of like trying to list all three of their names they uh, they put in a pseudonym. It was called Trey Burrows, the three jackasses. That's what they did it. So yeah. it was always by Trey Burrows. It was just like a, a, a whatever. So yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's what they they wrote down every time when they did something. All uh, all <laughs> you know, somebody would read their stuff. God damn, Trey Burrows back at it again. Oh gosh. So um, 
if you're a local, if you're an Oxford resident or you come a pretty good bit, probably want to stay tuned in. I have a feeling I'm probably going to switch some rules around. They are currently having an Alderman meeting right now. So you will have already heard this and maybe known it by anyway, but just kind of an FYI thing as we're closing the and podcast. there's a school board here. meeting tonight, right? Is there? All right, that's your area. I, I, don't, I don't know. know. I think so. Tonight or tomorrow night or something. Are those streamed? Uh, no, it's Zoomed. Okay. Zoomed. Okay. But like, can, a, can anyone watch is what I'm asking. If you can get in. Yeah. Okay. Had had no idea. Okay. Um, That's probably about it for the day. I can't come up with much else that we have. We'll have a night show tomorrow night. Um, Wait, is this right at the end? Rob Paul just says the Rose Bowl parade on January 1st has been canceled. Has it? Why? That seems a little early. Yep. All over the internet. Rose Bowl parade canceled for first time since World War II amid COVID pandemic. Um, organizers on Wednesday announced the cancellation of the 2021 Rose Parade amid the coronavirus pandemic, removing the beloved Pasadena tradition from the calendar for the first time since World War II. In a statement, it said, uh, with reluctance and tremendous disappointment in coordinates with uh, Gavin Newsom's space for reopening schedule. Planning for the game is still ongoing, they say. Um, okay. Until, until we were absolutely sure that safety restrictions would prevent us from continuing with planning for the parade. So does that mean literally like there are things going on right now restricting California that keeps them from even organizing for it? I guess so. Yeah. That must be what it is. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm. We're all kind of learning on the fly here, so. Yeah. Anyway. Well. Anyway, uh, we'll be back tomorrow night. Is that right? With the yeah, hand we'll, raised guys. Yeah, we'll figure out a time. Yeah. We got a uh, got a box from Japan. Our our uh, good friend oh. Chuck Fennell has done a couple different things for us over the uh, over the years. Rebel Grove subscriber, really appreciate him. He sent us some uh, some stuff, so we'll go through that a little bit tomorrow night. Okay. And uh, and whatever else. So, we have another uh, box on the way. I don't know if it's going to get here in time. Okay. So plenty of stuff. We'll uh, get to all that. We'll be with you again. Appreciate hanging out during the middle of your uh, work day or wherever you're at. And we will talk to you again very soon.